to Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where we explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, episode 34, I'm talking to Kendra McNeil. She is the owner of We Are Lit, the very best online bookstore. I voted and then I decided, and so it's true. Kendra curates a multicultural selection of books from every genre. So if you're like I am and looking to be really purposeful about expanding your reading of authors of color, We Are Lit is the perfect resource. She absolutely has nonfiction books that center topics of race and culture, but she also has tons of children's books and young adult fiction and graphic novels and cookbooks and romance novels and sci-fi and every other genre you can possibly think of. Kendra will talk about how she developed her bookstore and where it's going. We talk about her as a young reader and how she consumes books today. I always think it's fascinating how people start their reading journey. I have been super privileged to be a part of a book group with her called Women Who Read GR. Kendra leads that group with another friend of mine, Teresa Bleakley. They are both so thoughtful in how they read and process books. I definitely aspire to read and retain like they do. Is anyone else totally awful at remembering details of books? Oh my goodness. I try to blame it on reading before bed or having kids or being over 40 or something, but I am telling you, I really can only be depended on for a general sense of the plot. That's about it. Kendra, however, is a total pro. She can whip out details from specific pages. She's like a superhero. One of my other favorite things about Kendra is how she packages her books. You guys, I just got a book from her wrapped in brown paper. I mean, that really should say it right there. And she wrote a personal message to me on the package. And that is the way to my heart. It is so fun to open packages like that. And not only is she an avid reader, but she is a traveler. She'll talk about that and so much more in our conversation. Before we jump right in, I want to remind you to find everything we talk about in the show notes. This time around, there are a couple of events and businesses that we mentioned that I would love for you to support. So go check those out and please keep sharing the podcast and subscribing. I know I say this often, but every time my confidence takes the slightest little dip about this podcast, like, oh, it's just not big enough or it's my hobby or whatever, or there's crickets chirping in the background of my intro that I've tried to do 10 times, or my dog starts barking, which is what has happened today, I then get a message from a listener that they resonated with the most recent episode or that they shared my podcast with someone who they thought would really love it. And I never want to minimize this work. So let's keep maximizing it. People need to hear. They're reaching out for connection and they want to be seen. And I feel like a pod, this podcast is really good at creating that atmosphere. So keep spreading the middle seat message by sharing the podcast. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. My conversation with Kendra McNeil. Kendra, thank you so much for doing this. I am so excited to talk to you about all the things, all the things you do. 
Yeah, thank you. Glad to be chatting with you. So I have already mentioned that you run this rad bookshop, but tell the listeners a little bit more about just who you are, kind of where you are at in life right now. Um, just a little bit about you. Yeah. So, um, well, first, um, I, I launched uh, We Are Lit um, at the end of 2017, and it was uh, kind of a fly-by-the-seat launch. <laughs> a yeah. um, I'm a big lover of books and travel and just learning and being around different cultures, and so that was kind of uh, the premise for the launch of my bookstore. Um, I'm an avid reader, avid traveler, uh, so that's really kind of who I am, like in a nutshell, big wanderlust and book nerd kind of wrapped up into one. <laughs> I love it. I want to talk about both things. I'm so excited. Um, mm -hmm. So you are not originally from Grand Rapids, right? That's correct. I am from the Chicagoland area, a suburb called Bolingbrook. Okay. Uh, is a bit more known now that known now than it was when I grew up there. But I have been in the Grand Rapids area for 10 years this year. It'll be. Okay. And have you, like, since you were a little girl, thought what I want to do is open a bookshop? Or where did this all come from? Um, no, I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, um, I've always loved reading. I've always been really um, deep into reading. The idea for owning my own bookshop really just kind of came about, I'd say, in the last three years. Okay. And it was just more so as I got deeper, I guess, into interacting with other people who liked reading books. Um, I was quite an introvert, so it was like I just read my books, you know, talk to myself in my head. Yes. Um, I would say 2016 is when I really started interacting with other people who love books. Okay. So I think that's where it started. Like, I want to sell these things. Like, <laughs> yes. And go ahead. Were you interacting with people like in online spaces, like other book lovers in that way or book groups or, you know, yeah, well, the, the first time I tried to launch a book club was 2004. Um, Stars, Sisters Traveling and Reading. Mm -hmm. um, it was with uh, some co-workers when I was working downtown Chicago. Um, and it never really took off for all the reasons that book clubs are just challenging um, and everything. And so I kind of let it go. Uh-huh. In 2016, I got connected with this Facebook group called The Travel Divas. Okay. Um, group for women who love travel and um, there's group trips and just interaction like about travel. So then I started thinking like maybe I should try to do stars again. <laughs> maybe yeah. I could um, it could be more successful in a social media platform combining the love of books and the love of travel together. Mm -hmm. 2016 I relaunched stars and I did begin to interact more with other readers. And then I use social media to talk about books. Mm -hmm. And 
I think from there, I've just been building on it and adding to it. And eventually it turned into We Are Lit. <laughs> yes. I love it. I mean, I, I feel like opening a bookshop feels super daunting to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Was it daunting? Like, did it feel daunting or were you just like, I just love this. And it just kind of one thing led to another. Like, what was that experience like? Well, I'll be honest with you. So when I started thinking about the concepts um, for the bookshop, um, initially, um, I guess let me back up. So We Are Lit initially um, was going to be a web-based platform that connected cultural um, happenings and events and different things around the city into one place. And that came to from my love of travel. When I visit other cities, the first thing I do is try to find where the black community is, where all of the cultural events and things are happening. And in a lot of other cities, there's websites for that. Soul of America. So, you know, so you go and you click and you can find whatever you're looking for. So that is where the name We Are Lit came from initially. But because I'm also a book nerd Uh (laughs) and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm like, that'd be a good name for my bookstore when I do open it. Like just an idea in the back of my head. So I had met with Linda Otterbridge in October and Linda is um, the founder of um, Hasu, Hook a Sister Up. Okay, yes. Yep, and so I had a meeting with her, um, just casual, and I, for the first time, verbalized my idea um, to have a bookstore. Mm-hmm. So this October. And then she says to me, well, I'm, I do a Women Who Write author showcase every year. It's in November. Um, you should be a vendor and, you know, present We Are Lit, you know, um, as a platform for local writers and authors and everything like that. So now I'm like, like, oh, shoot, (laughs) that's November. (laughs) (laughs) And so literally in within like that 30 days, it was like a mad dash, like to get my business registered to get, you know, like to make sure like all of the um, business aspects of it was organized, um, find a distributor, like to get my inventory. Mm-hmm. Pretty much in 30 days, I pulled it together and oh goodness. as a bookshop during the Women Who Write Author Showcase. So, Ooh. Yes. <laughs> but I do feel like sometimes it has to happen that way. Like something has to light the fire that you're like, Oh, I got to get this together. Otherwise we're just like, well, someday I'll make a bookshop, you know, like. Yeah. And it was crazy because, um, I had to get like a domain name and I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, is it available? Like, this? right. <laughs> I've been calling it. We are lit for all this. Time. And so it really, just kind of all came together in 30 days. <laughs> Love it. I, um, I have a paralegal background. Um, I had never worked in retail before. Um, so when it came time to do my first pop-up, I was a complete wreck. <laughs> um, we are lit. Um, when I launched it, it's, um, I intended for it to be an e-commerce bookshop. Mm-hmm. And so that's still introvert, you know, it's like (laughs) I'm behind the scenes and not really, um, I'm interacting with people, but it's not 
like, you know, like close and personal and, you know, and I can still kind of, you know, keep my introverted ways. Yes. I had to do a pop-up. I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God. Like, of course. To people because that's not what I do. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Where was your first pop-up? Oh, at the <laughs> writer's conference. Yeah. Yep. So, so it was there, but it was so easy. Like it just came like easy. Like once I got everything set up, um, it felt like I had been doing it already. Like, so, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so pretty much from there, um, I started shifting my business model almost right away. Like thinking, okay, like I don't have a physical location. Um, I'm going to maintain the e-commerce storefront, but I have to have a way to interact with the community. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing pop-ups like at events, different events um, that I could, and it just got easier and easier. And now I'm doing downtown market um, every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's so great. And I, I know for me, I have just, I don't even remember where I first heard of you or found we are lit but it's and you can tell me if this is kind of how other people experience the either the online bookshop or the pop-up shop I can just go on there and I know that you have already done all the work (laughs) to find all these great authors and books in all different types of genres um, different types of writing and it's all kind of this wonderful multicultural book collection that Mm -hmm. um, I can just choose from. Like, is that what people have been gravitating toward? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you think draws people to your selection of books? Yeah. Well, I think um, for one, the books that I pick for um, my store's inventory Uh, It's not so much that they aren't available anywhere else, because they are. Um, But I think it's the idea of having the books in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it gives people a presence of mind. Um, Sometimes they may want to read more culturally diverse books, Mm -hmm. um, but they're do what's familiar. So a lot of people have their favorite authors. They have, you know, whatever they like to read. Um, And so having the books all in one place, it just makes it easier for them to be discovered. Um, I think, I guess what I've been told rather from customers is that they, they like having like the variety and they like having, um, the opportunity to browse um, in the comfort of, like, of their home. They can like click through, read. Um, and everything in my store pretty much um, has a cultural diverse aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So I label my collections by ethnicity or by anything like that. It's more genre based. So it's like looking for like a culturally, culturally diverse book pretty much anything on my website is going to be that. So it's really just a matter of picking like your genre, like what you, whether you like sci-fi or historical fiction or whatever. But so I think that is what 
people like most about my store. Yeah. 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 Well, and I heard you say in a different interview, or maybe I read it in an article, I'm forgetting now, but that, um, you know, people that have maybe not had access or not um, done the work to find the books that are written by people of color um, might only have interacted with books written by people of color that are specifically in reference to race issues, like talking about, you know, how do we deal with racism or whatever. And of course, there's a whole breadth and depth of authors and writers that are writing in every single genre Mm -hmm. um, that happen to be people of color. And those are not the books that are always widely um, highlighted. Yeah. I love that you do just that. I mean, you highlight all the other books too that are specifically about race and race topics, but um, you'll, you know, like you said, a sci-fi book or young adult fiction or whatever the topic Mm -hmm. is um, to really push those um, writers forward that might not get the, the limelight. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I believe um, personally as, a reader, and I guess also as a bookseller, um, is that books are meant to be um, fun, entertainment even, or, you know, like enjoyment. And although like some of the heavier um, books that talk about race and different social justice issues, um, those are important books. Um, People who love reading sometimes just want to read, you know, for enjoyment. They want to read wild story that, you know, fiction or, um, or what have you. And so I knew with We Are Lit, I definitely didn't want to have a store that focused just solely on the social justice and um, race topic books. Like I want people to be able to, have their enjoyment in reading and have a large selection of books to choose from, but still be able to get those books if they want to. So like I have like my culture, race and politics collection that is filled with all of that nonfiction stuff that's there. But um, I think the other stuff is just as important. The fiction, the sci-fi, all that stuff is. Yes. Yeah. A juicy little romance novel time and again. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. We need to lay on the beach and read those things, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you um, tell me about little tiny Kendra. What were your reading? What was your reading like when you were little? Like were your parents readers? Did, were there just books everywhere? What were you a voracious reader? How did that all happen? Yeah. Well, I didn't grow up in a house with books. Um, okay. My parents are not readers. Um, I think, to be honest, I'm not even sure where my love of reading came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend, my my first childhood friend outside of relatives. Um, she always had a ton of books. Mm-hmm. So I would read books from her shelf. Okay. The library together. Um, so growing up, like I read things like Babysitter's Club, yeah, uh, um, Judy Bloom books. Yeah, um, I was a big R.L. Stein um, fan, so I read all of the Fear Street novels. Um, I didn't start reading books by um, a person of color or that had 
um, a black character and until I was a teenager. So I was a sophomore in high school before I discovered the Terry McMillans and, you know, um, the more popular black authors. And so I went most of my childhood um, just kind of reading um, what they had at school. Um, The Berenstain Bears is my favorite childhood book. (laughs) Read all of those. Yes. So that's really like what my childhood reading was like. And then once I got a little older, um, my sophomore year, I met a friend. Her mom was an avid reader. Okay. Had all kinds of books. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's when I really started getting into books um, written by Black authors and Black characters. Um, I was still heavy into romance, surprisingly, in my team. <laughs> And so I probably read most of Mary Higgins Clark's books, like through the nineties, like up until yeah. <laughs> those yeah. were my, my jam. I was really heavy into romance novels at one point. So um, now I'm more of a nonfiction reader. I read more thought pieces, more um, things like that. Yeah. So, still a fiction girl, historical fiction being my favorite. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you first discovered writers of color? Like, do you, was that a, do you remember how that felt? I mean, I would assume representation is a big deal. So yeah. that would feel like, oh my gosh, this is a whole other thing that I haven't been, it had access to. Yeah. Well, I think what I remember most about the stories um, was, I guess maybe, like the like the drama like so um it was like my first time like reading um like I started out reading like Terry McMillan mm-hmm. I remember it was like um seeing like black women um interact with each other mm-hmm. as friendships like seeing um um black men and women in relationships and like everything that kind of goes in into it the good the bad like the drama and I think that was more so like my first memory like like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) these are like page turners like (laughs) 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 and so I I I think that was um a book that stood out to me and probably to a lot of um uh black women um that I read was Sister Soldier's The Coldest Winter Ever. Okay. So that was my first time reading a book that was, um, I guess what would be called street lit. And so it was the street life and kingpins and, but it still had like a family dynamic to it. um, Cause the main character was a teenage girl whose father was a kingpin and um, her life growing up, like in the streets and stuff like that. So um, that kind of put me on a track to street lit for a while. Mm-hmm. And and it was interesting because the storyline was so different from how I grew up. Bolingbrook, like I grew up in like the cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we threw corn at each other for fun. <laughs> um so getting off into more um, urban city life books um, was eye-opening for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And now you read, I mean, obviously it's like your job, but (laughs) you (laughs) tell me how you get through so many books. Like, are there different ways that you read books? If you're just looking at books to include into the shop or books that you really enjoy and you want to sink your teeth into like, because I just don't understand how you read so many books at a time. And I would love to like, get a little sprinkle of that because I feel like I'm slower than molasses. Well, I, um, I do read multiple books at a time. It Mm -hmm. really depends. Um, when I'm into nonfiction, um, to be honest, I've rarely read a nonfiction cover to cover. I I can't even name one that I've read from cover to cover. So it's usually like Pacific. I'm looking, you know, like for, to get Pacific things out of it or whatever. And sometimes like I'll get off track and read more than I intended to. Um, But I have reading time. So when I get up in the morning, um, that's my reading time. Like no one talks to me, like no, (laughs) no one do anything. Pretty much like I'm up at five and I'll lay in bed till almost 630. And that's my, my reading time. Okay. If I'm in, in a good novel, that's when I really knock out like the bulk of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then far as picking things for the store, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I have, um, I found that social media has helped me to discover a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now that I have my own bookstore and access, access to kind of like backend resources and everything to learn about books, um, Sometimes I read more articles about books than I'm actually reading the books that I'm picking for my store. Mm -hmm. So it's just a combination. Um, My inventory is pretty much curated in real time. So um, I update it weekly based on Tuesday's new releases. Okay. And everything. And so, um, yeah, so just a combination of things, just reading um, articles about upcoming books, um, using resources available to me as a bookseller to whether it's um, I'm able to download advanced reading copies or get snippets of books. Um, yeah. Just got into audiobooks mm-hmm. in the last like six months. Like um, historically, that's not my thing. Yeah, but um, it does help a lot with. And actually, me and my husband listen to audio together now. So sometimes in these mornings, we'll put on the audiobook. Yeah. So that's another way that um, has been helpful yeah. <laughs> in me getting through things. And people should know, too, that um, they can get any book on your website, obviously, but you can also order books that are not on your website. I have found that super helpful. As you know, I bug you all the time for, <laughs> can you yeah. order this? Can you order that? It's been super helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the... Um, I wouldn't say a challenge, but I guess from a business perspective, um, one of my goals is to get my website fully integrated mm-hmm. so that when people search for books, they can find anything they're looking for, not just uh, books that I curate, um, but it does work well. So like, as you know, if you go to my website, I have a little link that says, ask me about books. Mm-hmm. I do try to let people know that um, my collections on my website are hand-selected 
by me, but I do sell all books. And so there's not a delay with receiving it or anything. Um, just send me the title and <laughs> I can attest. It's fantastic. And Kendra is always super nice about messaging if something is delayed or whatever. And it's, a, you've been amazing. Um, and people can get a Libro account, an Audible book account, or an audio book account that connects to your store, which I love. And that's what I have. Yeah. And so how um, I've come to partner with Libro is that this past summer I joined the American Bookseller Association. And so Libro is a audio book provider. They're a small business. Um, they're based in Seattle. The founder was... Um, heavily involved in the book selling industry before launching Libro. And um, they make it um, where people can purchase audiobooks through their local bookshop. Mm -hmm. So um, if a person um, was looking for an audiobook uh, and they went to Libro.fm, they can choose the bookstore to support. So I hope they support We Are Lit, but... Yeah. Um, they do have the option of um, choosing any participating bookstore, and there's a link that does that. And so, and it's really great. They, um, you can get all of the same audiobooks that you can find on Audible. Um, it's the same membership structure, and really, the only difference is that you're supporting a local bookstore. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much, and I, uh, I don't listen to that many audiobooks, but you rack up a credit every month for a book, as you know. Um, but then if I don't use all my credits, you can also gift them to someone else. Mm -hmm. So there's been books that I've just fallen in love with and want everyone to listen to. And mm -hmm. so then I've been able to send my extra credits to a few other friends and then they can listen to the book, which is a cool feature, I think. Yes, 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 yes. That is, it's very awesome that how they have like their platform set up. And yeah. so, yeah, I love it. And I think people that love podcasts should love audiobooks because it's basically the same thing. And I find nonfiction a lot more palatable as an yeah. audiobook yes. versus yes. a book book. I just will put it down. I just get bored and I'm like, Ugh. but, but I'll listen to it. I'll stay in it longer. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do nonfictions through audiobooks. I have tried to listen to some, like actually now, like right before, um, um, we started chatting. I, I have spark of light playing. Oh Yes. Uh, yes, but I but I'm also reading it, and so it's like I'm doing double duty. <laughs> yes, I did that with our last. So we should talk about the book club um, with our last month's book pick, um, Michelle Obama's book Becoming. I read half of it and listened to half of it because partially because I was like, "Ooh, the date's coming up for our book club. I, <laughs> I had to get this done." So I had to listen to like eight hours in over two days um, to get it finished. But um, so you also started a Grand Rapids based um, book club, which is amazing. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So women who read GR um, is uh, a book club for women in Grand Rapids and um, I guess the West Michigan area. And so uh, women who read GR actually was a uh, Teresa Blakely's um, baby. Um, she brought the idea um, to me um, and we pretty much kind of combine um, our two passions. So mine being books and 
um, talking about books and things like that. And Teresa being uh, the creative mind behind In, In Life Now Talk Media um, to just kind of create a platform for uh, women, as I call it, bond over books um, mm -hmm. or movies and <laughs> memes yeah, <what> and <laughs> anything else too. So um, the uh, Women Who Read has been running now since July. So we uh, kicked it off with uh, the final um, edition of the Curtis Black series by Kimberly Lawson Roby. Um, Better Late Than Never was our first book. Uh, we did a suspense when we did The Good Daughter. So that was fun. Uh, Michelle Obama uh, memoir. And now we're on Spark of Light. So uh, it's been fun. Um, I like interaction. Uh, we interact online and we do in-person uh, meetups. So it's a blend of both and it makes it nice. It's been really fun. I think, um, I, for me, it has been a great way to get out of my little, you know, I think as adult women, especially you just kind of end up staying in your little group of friends or whatever. And this group has been a really great way to just kind of branch out and get mm -hmm. to know people. And there's not that many opportunities, I think, um, as adult people to do that. Um, mm -hmm. and I think this has been a really excellent way for me personally to just meet new people and bond around books. Like you said, it's, um, it's been really fun. I'm yeah. excited to talk about spark of light. That's going to be quite the conversation, I think. Yeah. Yes. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your future dreams for your book store? What's like the, if it could be all I want it to be, what, what would it look like? Um, a bookstore bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, you would be an amazing. I, I said that out loud for the first time, I, I guess publicly. So now I'm going to have to have to start working on it because oh, yes. lips, you have to. <laughs> um, so I think um, we are lit. I definitely want to keep my um, bookstore without walls model. Mm -hmm. um, I like being in different spaces and interacting with different people. Um, so I think I want to uh, create opportunities for the bookstore um, to have more face time in the community. So um, more pop-ups uh, more frequently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to um, do events around books. So um books are similar to how you would go to an art gallery and walk around and view books. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Always. So more, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So more, um, I would like to do more social events centered around books where, um, people have the opportunity to come and see the latest and greatest and mingle and chat. Um, and, um, go home, like not necessarily a permanent brick and mortar, um, but just kind of a social space that is centered around books. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think maybe the other thing that I would like to do more is um, events um, with children. Um, when I first launched We Are Lit, um, children's books weren't my primary focus. But now it has become just a great passion of mine. Mm -hmm. More 
fun um, curating my children's books than any other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, story times that feature culturally diverse books, um, I'd say is in We Are Lit's near future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And I mm -hmm. bet parents are just clamoring for that too. I think that it seems like that would, when I had little kids, I would have loved that kind of opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I know you travel around the, when you travel, you look mm -hmm. for the independent bookstores and um, people of color owned bookstores in wherever mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about just like one favorite bookstore that exists out in the world that you love? Um, I, I'm going to have to go with source booksellers in um, Detroit. Okay. And, yes. Um, and that is owned, um, I call her Miss Jan. Uh -huh. So her and her daughter um, run the shop there in Detroit on Cass Avenue. And I love her store. Um, she focuses more on nonfiction books, um, but of, again, like of all different types. So um, I went in there and I picked up a copy of my, my ideal bookshelf. And so um, it just you know, gets you asking questions like, you know, what's the book that made you cry? What's the book that made you feel this way or that way? Mm -hmm. I also loved most about her shop being a, a travel person um, is her decor. So she obviously um, links the two together, which I do. I think books and travel are like the best educators ever. Yeah. And um, it's just a neat shop and she does wellness events. So oh, she cool. has like yoga and like different, um, wellness events that go on in the store, which is a nice twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Has she been there for a long time? Um, you know, I'm not certain how long she's been in that space, but, um, she started kind of how I am now, um, okay selling books at events, um, at church, doing different pop-up events before she went into her um, physical location. So, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And I love that you mentioned the Detroit one because so many people in this area go to Detroit frequently or infrequently and so that they can visit Source Booksellers and I'll link to her store as well in the show notes. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to say that's like upcoming for We Are Lit? Any events or things you want to talk about? The last week of April is Children's Book Week. And so Children's Book Week is the longest running um, organized event that celebrates um, literacy among children in the country. This year they are celebrating um, 100 years. And so um, on May 4th, I am participating um, at the Dream Big Fair. Okay. And Dream Big Fair um, is is hosted um, by the Dream Big Sister Circle. Mm -hmm. As a part of the fair and um, Children's Book Week, I'm doing a story time there. And Very I'm excited cool. about that because it's really going to be my first time actually um, doing a story time. So, so that's uh, May Saturday, May fourth. Very and cool. Mm -hmm. 
All right, cool. I'll link to as many of those things as I possibly can so people can yeah. find you where you are popping up and doing events um, and follow you online and all those good things. Yeah, awesome. Um, so there are a few questions that I ask at the end. Um, some of these we've kind of talked about, but um, we'll, we'll run through them anyways. Um, so the first one is, what types of places or people make you feel the most genuinely seen and heard so maybe places where you feel the most alive or the most fully you what are those places like um i'd have to say um i like going to music lounges where there are live bands and dancing and um interacting and so um, in addition to visiting bookstores when I'm traveling, um, I like to go into neighborhood live music joints. Mm -hmm. And I honestly have to say that is probably when I'm the most genuinely myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. When you are dancing up a storm. Yes. 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 And so I like, um, I like down homesy people and, um, you know, no, you know, prerequisites, no nothing. You're just chatting. And um, so I find that um, local music joints are a good place for down home. Yes. <laughs> Deal. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, if people are looking for more connection and however you want to define that in mm -hmm. their lives, what is a way that you feel like they could do that? Um, I guess I would just have to say something as simple as talking to people. Like I, I just find that, um, and actually I guess get this from my husband cause he's really social. Uh-huh. And so he will strike a conversation with someone anywhere. Um, we've been on vacation before and I've like left the pool and come back and he has like a crowd of guys like at the grill or whatever doing, um, and things like that. And so I think that um, if people are open to opening themselves up to at least conversation with others, um, I think that's a good gateway to yeah. find a deeper connection because um, sometimes you just, you know, it could be a short conversation. Sometimes someone can hit you with something that's, you know, it's, you know, like five words, you know, and it's changing. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I know, yeah. like you said, you're an introvert. I too, I'm a very introverted person, but when I find someone who wants to talk about podcasting or so, you know, then it's easy. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. find it's easy to kind of reach out and talk to people um, where sometimes I just don't. <laughs> but if you have that connecting thread like books or whatever, then you find yourself opening up more and more and more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone looked at your kind of list of credentials or she's a bookshop owner or just saw you across the room, mm -hmm. what might they be getting wrong? about you? What would they assume about you and maybe get wrong? Um, that I'm uptight. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I have a bad reputation for being uptight. And I think it's because 
when I'm in a new environment, I know that I can seem closed until I get comfortable or, you know, um, but I can be quite chatty mm -hmm. and friendly and um, I'm a big goofball. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big goofball. <laughs> Um, so I, I think I'd say that. I think people yeah. wrongly assume that that I'm uptight and yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I think our us introverts get read wrong a lot of times. Like, oh, yeah. she's irritated or she's whatever. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to talk to people. I'm yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can it can be like that. And but but I'm I am getting better. Yeah. But I think once people get to know me, they, again, like going back to like the deeper connection that we have a lot of things in common. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. that. Um, what are a few, the last question, what are a few of your favorite things? They can be books or non-book related um, mm -hmm. things that are just making me happy, lighting you up these days. Yeah, so um, wine. <laughs> wine, I love it. Wine, yes. Yeah. So um I I love my wine. Um and lately I have been collecting different things from um with women business owners. So um whether it's mugs or trinkets, bracelets, things like that. Um I like supporting um women businesses and so um, I'd say all of that is my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, if I probably zoomed around to my desk, like, you can see, like, little remnants of things that I've purchased from women business owners and everything just to have in my personal space. So, yes. Yeah. And books, of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I find that, too. Owner purchasing from businesses from that I might know the business owner or something it just mm -hmm. feels good like it doesn't just feel good to have the thing but it just feel, you feel like you're elevating that person you're elevating yourself and everybody it's just fantastic I love it yeah yeah I remember when the moment that I was like yeah Kendra's good people when we went to that um movie the first mm -hmm. time I met you and you brought your little like to go cup of wine. Oh my! I was like, like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can. I can hang with Kendra. <laughs> yeah, and and see the bookish cup was made by um, a a gal in town, Della, who actually she runs the Dream Big Fair and all of that. So oh. she makes custom cups, and so she made um, that bookish one for me. It's a wine tumbler, and oh, I love that. Yeah, so it comes with me to the movies. And um, I don't know if I should probably say this out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway. So after my pop-ups at Downtown Market and my husband, like, he'll come back and pick me up and load everything up, he always has wine for me in my bookish tumbler. Now, <laughs> he's, that's perfect. I love that. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. To show up yeah. with the wine tumbler. I love yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is Della's business called? Do you remember? That, yes, so Della Marie Levi, Rock Candy Earrings and Things. Cool. Yep, and she makes um, custom water bottles, tumblers, buttons, things like that. Very yeah. cool. All right, yes. awesome. I'll add her to the show notes as well. 
Well, Kendra, I just could not love We Are Lit more. I'm like, tell people about it every single chance I get because I think it's so needed and so awesome. And I am just your biggest cheerleader. I'm so grateful that you came to talk to me today. Um, yeah, and I hope you. people buy all the We Are Lit books. because. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Kendra. I love her so much. Every time I'm in her presence, I can just tell she is absolutely living into her purpose. She shines when she talks about books. I love that she talked about being an introvert and initially sort of staying behind her online bookshop platform. But when she started doing pop-up shops in different places, she found that if she's connecting with people about the things she loves, books, then it's easy and fun and fulfilling. And I feel 100% the same way. I can't chat people up about sports or video games or whatever, but when I'm talking about podcasting or connection, I am totally in. I always want people to support the projects that my guests talk about, but this time, you guys, I want you to be really intentional about supporting We Are Lit. I know how easy it is to purchase a book from Amazon. I have Prime. I get it. I just ran out of my totally obscure deodorant and ordered it through the magic of the interwebs. But I also know how good it feels to support a woman-owned business. Kendra can order any type of book, like we mentioned, so you have no excuses. And again, if you're on a journey like I am to be really intentional about purchasing from people of color and about learning from writers of color, Kendra's book selection is exactly where we need to be. And let's just talk about how we can take the middle seat by reading books. I mean, you guys, it's the perfect way to learn about lives and experiences and journeys that we want to know more about. And we can do that in books like Kendra's without inserting ourselves into those stories. We can just sit back and listen and take it all in. So go follow Kendra and We Are Lit on all the socials, buy those books and learn some things and keep taking the middle seat. I know you're going to find some really good books and even better connections right there.